Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Put him in the hole. Put him in the hole of fame. Parkinson Spiegel to the wreck. Killed it in a foul. We're gonna crank it up nonstop. I just hope they trade Zach Levine to a, a contender. You know, he had, he had a stretch there where he was looking really good, especially when Alonzo Ball was there, but no Alonzo Ball and you know, it has to be hard for a player when you hear your name trading one more. Like, I was traded five times, but I didn't know. I just got traded during the middle of the night. But you hear all year, I'm getting traded, I'm getting traded, I'm getting traded. He should probably just go in there and say, hey, I'm not going to play until you trade me since you want to trade me. But, you know, they're rebuilding, they're, you know, resetting. But, you know, the type of player he is, I think if you trade him to a contender, he can definitely help. Because when he was on his game, you know, we talked about him a lot. That's Shaq on uh, Inside the NBA talking about Zach Levine. And I appreciate Vegas all coming in again. There's some overflow from the from the texters here. For once, can Parkins, who makes an informed, compelling, even logical opinion, respect that one might equally be in disagreement? Why does someone have to win every argument? Unfair. Right. Yeah. All right, loser. Someone does have to win. It's a zero-sum Stop game. It. I'm just kidding. I literally said to the commercial break, I said, I thought that was a healthy conversation because you both weren't trying to convince the other of your argument. You were just making it. Yeah, well. That's key. I knew I wasn't going to change his mind, but. Oh, he mean, was not budging. Doesn't mean I don't think that he's <laughs> dead-ass wrong. Um, but, so, I don't, do you, pay, do you, uh, I don't know if you'd pay for ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. That's what the trio, you know, the Disney Plus thing. With yeah, kid, right. With yeah, the kids. The, the yeah. Disney Plus, right. So it comes with. I, I, I pay for it. I'm like, I, I hate that they put these guys behind a paywall, but like, I read Zach Lowe, I read Passon, I read Barnwell. Like they, they got me. You know what I mean? They just they they got, they got me. You kind of so, do it for a living, so I get it. Yeah, it's exa- okay. You don't it, have to like, you know. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it, <laughs> because some of this stuff's really good. It's really juicy, and these are their best guys who do a bunch of long form stuff, and then, then they put it all behind the paywall, and and it bothers me, and so. Bobby Marks, I think, does good work. He's been in a front office, and he basically like created and carved out the niche of front office insider in media for e- for ESPN because people got more interested in uh, trades, salary cap, 
all of that. Basically, like the fantasy footballization of the NBA. It got really big. He created this niche for it. I actually talked to him uh, for for the book that I wrote that's coming out in April that you guys are going to get real sick of me promoting on the show over the next few months, by the way. Uh, Pipeline to the pros. Pre-order link is available now. How D3 small college nobodies rose to rule the NBA. Forward by Jeff Van Gundy. Um, but we'll be talking more about that later. But talk to Bobby Marks for that anyway. Good guy. Super qualified. Very interesting. And he did a, a long, long, long piece on ESPN.com about a trade offer that he would like to see every team make. And he did, you know, what assets they had, what pick swaps they had, what their cap space was, what their present general manager's uh, history was with in-season trades, all of it. Like, it was, it's, it, it has to be 20,000 words. Like, it, it is super in-depth. But I like, all right, control F bulls. Right. And I was like, I go to the bulls one. <laughs> that's great. Right. I mean, that's right. That's what you do. That's what you do. And the trade that he suggests for Zach Levine is Gordon Hayward, Nick Richards, and two second round picks. Gordon Hayward is currently not playing basketball. He is a buyout candidate in Charlotte, coming off injury, 33 years old, averaging 14 points a game. Now, he is an expiring contract, so the argument basically is... Get out of the Levine situation. Get out of the Levine situation and create $30 bucks in cap space for yourself next season. To spend on nobody. In a bad free agent year. In a a bad free agent year. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my God. I mean, that is, that is nothing. That, 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 That is straight getting out of the contract, getting no asset, not getting a first round pick, not getting a lightly protected first round pick, not getting like an exciting young player who is blocked by an older vet, you know, like another team's Patrick Williams. You know, that that's not trading for Markel Fultz. You know what I mean? Like a, like a former number one pick who's bounced around but has some talent. Like, that, that that's not trading for, like, uh, OG Ananobi. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like a guy who's under contract for a couple of years and has some upside. That That's not the seventh overall pick. Uh, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine trade for Jimmy Butler was like you get a draft pick and you get a top uh, fifth pick in Chris Dunn and you get a young, exciting, athletic dude in Levine and you hope that one of those assets hit. I mean, that is nothing. That, that, that is that is that is nothing. And I don't know if that's the best they can do. That would strike me. If let's put it this way. If if Arturis Karnishevis, who clearly is interested in trading Zach Levine, has called up 29 general managers, and the best that he can get is a couple of second-round picks and Gordon <laughs> Hayward's expiring contract? At that point, you just keep him. I would expect <laughs> Zach Levine to be on the Bulls the rest of the season. Yeah, I, can, I, I, can. I would. That is, dude, that is nothing. Because, because it, 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 it's not a max contract slot. It's not enough for a max player. And it's not a good free agent year. So what you you all that does is clear some cap space. That's all that does. 
it doesn't even add a piece this year to try to like turn the nine seed into the seven seed and make a run into the playoffs. You'd probably buy out Gordon Hayward. Like that, that is nothing. So I have no idea if he's right. That strikes me as low, even for Levine. The injury to the, the, the ankle sprain is terrible timing. And I know he's in LA with the bulls and at practice today, according to Casey Johnson and seeing UCLA people and, you know, he's out there on the West Coast with the team. But, and maybe you can't trade for an injured guy and it, this is what's going to happen anyway. But when I read that, I was like, oh boy. Oh boy, is that a bad situation? Yeah, Bulls are definitely in trouble with trying to figure things out. I mean, I think you, when you're talking about a guy like Zach Levine, and I mean, it just seems so. There was, there was a moment where a lot of people were looking at him as, you know, being able to take that next leap, being able to be a guy that was playing with Team USA that could hold his own on that court. And then I'm telling you, it's the agent. It's the money. It's really the money. Uh, once he got the money, I was really shocked at Zach Levine because I thought he'd get the money and say to himself, you know, I want to be a Devin Booker type or a guy that's like a, a fringe superstar but would welcome talent on the team because he wanted to build something here. And it was quite the opposite. Got his money and he was like, cool, got my, got my contract. Well, now I'm out of here because you guys suck. And I really was disappointed in him for that because I really felt like he had an opportunity to take ownership of the team. And I think a lot of that kind of plays into these other teams around the NBA looking at Zach Levine as a component to their championship run. And they see a guy that, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't care because I've seen his work ethic over the last couple of years, but people feel that way because that's now the narrative that, that is surrounding a Zach Levine where it's like, ah, ah, he can help, but he's not, he's not the guy. You know, he, he can help like be a third option or maybe a fourth option or come off the bench. And it's like, I think he did this to himself after getting that money thinking he was the man, believing he was the man, and not understanding, like, you still have to put in that work and have some sense of ownership to the team that you're on to make people want to want to play with you. I There is no defending the Zach Levine that played the first 18 or 19 games of this year before the first injury. He was He was bad. He was not living up to the contract. He was not as efficient as he had been. He was not terribly interested on the defensive side of the floor. He was bad. For a stretch of games last year, he was really good. Like, this text are saying, Zach's a volume scorer with bad percentages. Like, that's just objectively not true. Last year, Zach Levine shot 48.5% from the floor, 37.5% from three, 85% from the line. That's efficient. That is efficient scoring of the basketball. And he had a stretch where, I mean, he was higher than that. I remember Goff, Casey Johnson, and I all thought coming into this year that he was going to make a real run at being a 50-40-90 guy. 50% from the floor, 40% from three, 90% from the line. Because for like two months last year, that's what he was. So when Zach is right, he is a high-level scorer who is also efficient. Now, you could say he's not a winning player, that he makes too many bad mistakes uh, at the end of games, isn't a good facilitator, isn't a consistent enough defensive player. There are plenty of valid criticisms of Zach. But when Zach is right, he's a great scorer and he's an efficient scorer. 
Yeah, the issue is he just that has he, not been that this year. He just doesn't do it well inside of an offense. I think when you're watching Zach play, it's it's give me the ball. I'm the best player on the floor, and I can score on anyone. And that's the mentality you see when he has the ball. And it's not a you know like a some moments you find like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown where they have to play in the offense and and find find moments for buckets within it. That doesn't happen too much for Zach. You never see him slashing off of a screen, getting the ball from Vooch, and then driving to the rim. It's give me the ball on the on the right wing and let me cook. Or, you know, I get the ball with six seconds left because no one wants to shoot, and now I have to create my, my own offense. And so if he was more efficient in that way, again, I think it, he'd be more palatable to a lot of teams. I just think it's unfortunate that, that that's the case. But, again, I think he did it to himself. He's been on bad teams where he's had to carry these squads, and then he's never had a chance to adjust and, and play like – a real type of winning basketball. It's my team sucks. Let me go out, hit seven threes, score 32, and hope that in the fourth quarter we're winning, you know, when the buzzer sounds. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, man. Um, I think some of this is injury. I think some of this is clutch. I think some of this is... A lot of it's clutch. Uh, you know, clutch sports. Uh, I think some of it is just like the DNA and the makeup of the person and, and all of that stuff. And I was wrong. I was wrong about Zach. Like, I I still think every team in the NBA would have given him the max contract if they were in the situation the Bulls were in. I still think that was the move to make. It was the right thing to do. Like, I, I know it has aged terribly, but if you didn't give him the max, he was going to take the max for four years from someone else. Sacramento. And, and you would have lost him for nothing. And I know you would say, well, they'd have the cap space now. Okay, it is terrible business to have max contract caliber players, two-time All-Stars, which is what Zach was at the time, leave for nothing and you not be willing to pay them. You think the Bulls struggle to get free agents now? Imagine what would happen if that had happened. So I still think giving him the max contract was the right move. And I think the, the max contract would be tradable if he was playing like he played last year once he was healthy. Like, I don't think we're that far removed from Zach playing to a level where at least someone would not be terrified of taking on this contract. But since last year, what's happened is he's made a trade demand and he's played his worst basketball in years and he's gotten hurt two more times. And you got two guys next to you and you can't coexist. So how am I going to bring you into my organization with my two studs and think that you're going to be able to operate at a high level there? Right, right. He Exactly. And the Bulls won games at a higher clip than they were winning with him. So, like, that points to him not being a winning player. So, he I, – I know – like, I got, I got a ton of heat at the time for saying that you had to give him the max contract. Um, and a lot of people say, like, they're I, – I was I, on board with that. I still think that was the move that every general manager in the NBA would have made if they were in Arturis's position because you can't lose a guy like that for nothing, which is exactly what would have happened. People were like, oh, do a sign and trade. He would not have agreed to that. He would not have agreed to that. He would have just taken the max contract from someone else in free agency. Oh, sign and trade. Yeah, it sounds great. Except he wouldn't have done it. So you know what I mean? Like that. That's just a. That's just a. It's a fantasy. So I. They're screwed. If, if that is, if Bobby Marks is right, and that is the market that's out there for Zach Levine, Bulls fans need to get. Used, I can't believe that they. Well, they need to get used to. The same talking points for another trade deadline cycle and another offseason. Because, and you're going to have to play Zach. And you're going to have to play him a lot 
because you're going to need to figure out a way to rebuild his trade value. So if you like, oh, I like watching the Bulls more when Zach's not out there. I got bad news for you. Like he he is going to be out there because I, I don't think that a player that is that – we are not that far removed from him playing high-level basketball. Not great basketball, but oh, yeah. scoring 27 points per game, shooting 40% from three. You know what I mean? Like, like playing high-level – I mean, he is that. that. Right. Yeah. Right. So – we're not, and it's not like he ruptured his Achilles or blew out his knee again, right? He's had he's had some bad luck with some of these injuries, right? Rolling an ankle, taking a bad fall, et cetera. So, like, I, if that's the market, simple economic principle of buy low, sell high, this would be selling in the basement. This would be selling below the basement. This would be this would be selling at the Earth's core. It would be selling so low on Zach Levine. I just I don't think they'll do it. I yeah, think he's I think, gonna be. I think he's gonna be a bull. Yeah, the only reason or the only way that they actually end up pulling a trigger for something like that is if the the locker room is loud enough to say, hey, we prefer this. Because there, there was moments, even in the last couple of games, where they, they, the game where Zach rolled his ankle in the first quarter, first half, you know, when they ended up winning that game at the end and coming back, like the team looked amped. They looked excited. They looked like they were having fun. And I felt like I can't remember the last time I've seen that with a Zach, like with, with Zach cheering with the team. So, I mean, if it comes down to it, I'm sure a lot of guys are just be like, whatever, man. Get rid of them. Get whatever you can, and we'll just move forward with it. But I can't imagine that the floor is that low. Gordon Hayward and two second rounders. They're all saying the right things right now. I And, and he was, like, deferential to a fault when he came back. So I think he's trying to rebuild it. I just uh, – I mean, here's why I can kind of believe it. He's playing bad basketball, and he's hurt. So – and – Bobby Marks isn't the first person to say it, right? Brian Windhorst has talked about there being no trade market for Zach. Woe just talked about there being no trade market for Zach. I, I think he misplayed this horribly with the timing of it and the poor play and now the injury, some of it in his control, some of it out of, out of his control. I'm just, I'm just trying to brace Bulls fans for, like, if you're thinking, oh, February 8th. It's not that far away. Can't wait to see who the Bulls got. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not that far away. <laughs> right, February 8th. It's going to be very different. If he doesn't come back soon and play well, I just I don't see much of a path. They don't seem inclined to trade DeRozan, which means I think they're going to extend DeRozan. And if you're getting nothing for Levine, they won't sell him for nothing. They're going to want a first-round pick. They're going to want, you know Young what I mean? Young player and a first-round for sure. You know, like, I, I think they're stuck. I think they were just straight up stuck. I feel bad for AK because, you know, he had a good idea. And then the ability to pivot from that, he there's hurdles in the way of that pivot, right? Where he now has to take the second duration of this team and be like, okay, what, what is this going to be now? I don't have Lonzo. It, it's kind of ran its course. Okay, I'm trying to move on from that. I'm trying to go in a different direction. But damn, nobody wants Levine. And I can't, there are no free agents available. I can't get a good draft pick. Like, ah, what am I going to do? I don't know how. And I think that. We're complaining about an AK, not you, Danny, but I'm saying fan base is upset because they want him to do different things. But it's like, give me the alternatives. Don't tell me the problems. Tell me the solutions. And it's unfortunate because he doesn't have many solutions as a result. And that's the the, the, the un- unfortunate position that AK finds himself in. I'm still curious to see what it looks like because I do, I do want it. I want to be very clear. I do want there to be a different team come trade deadline just because I want to watch something different. Oh, dude, I <laughs> we do this all the time on the show. 
I feel like we need to do uh, qualifiers of what I want to happen, right. what I think will happen. Yes, yes. Of course, I want the Bulls to be blown up, torn down to the studs, build around Kobe White, get yeah. as many young assets as you can, as many lottery ticket draft picks as you can. And, you know, this team's going nowhere fast and they're just getting old. So tear it down sooner. than That's what I want to have happen. But takes two to make a deal. And <laughs> I just I I think that they are straight up stuck if those are the types of things that are being proposed. Be- also, man, if you're Charlotte and you've got a thirty million dollar expiring contract in Gordon Hayward, you could probably get more of a sure thing than Zach Levine for it. You know, like I I, I just I, I think I think that that is a I think they are in trouble if uh, if that's what's out there. Want to talk? Uh, we'll talk to John Morosi in an hour about the rest of the Cubs' offseason and uh, his experience in Cooperstown and some other baseball things. But want to talk about one of the more Chicago stories we've seen in a long, long time. Next on the score, the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Parkinson Spiegel oh, yeah. sounds like the law firm you call when you get a parking ticket. <laughs> Afternoons on the score. Hello and welcome to Football Night in Chicago, powered by PointsBet. I'm Layla Rahimi, and we have a lot to talk about tonight now that we know who's officially calling plays for the Bears in 2024. Our insiders don't just report on the football news you need to know, by the way. They also cover the hottest stories in Chicago. That's right. We follow up on their discovery of rat hole. And if you want the inside story, this is the show for you. Yeah, we're late to this football night in Chicago. They did it already. It's been there for about 20 years. But now Rathole in Roscoe Village is going viral. You can see the Doobie Brothers with special guest Steve Winwood At August- the Rathole. Yeah, they should play there. August 25th at the Credit Union One Amphitheater. We're giving away tickets every day this week, courtesy of Live Nation. All you got to do is have the contest line ready. That's 312-540-0670. Be the sixth caller when you hear this. Yeah, I got to be honest, buddy. I'm not really feeling these tunes. Hang on. It's all good. I got a Steve Winwood CD in my car. I'll just go out and grab that. Listen, don't do that. Please don't do that. Why? What's wrong with Steve Winwood? Yeah, man. Higher love? It's classic. Listen, I put the music in this class, okay? Oh. Oh. No, 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 no. I apologize. I, I had no idea that this was all about you. When you hear that later in the show... Be the sixth caller. You can go see the Doobie Brothers. All right. Did anyone know about the rat hole before it went viral in the last few days? No. I didn't either. I feel terrible about it. I got to be honest. When I first saw the the memes scrolling through my, like, Facebook and IG, I just, I didn't know that was in Chicago, and I thought it was so stupid. And I was like, oh, that's dumb. You know, they kind of like how when they see Jesus in, like, a t- piece of toast or something like that. Yeah. And so I thought that's what it was. And I, then all of a sudden you start realizing that, oh, it's here in Chicago, and then you're like, I bet you it's on the north side. <laughs> sure enough, it's right. It's right there. But then Shane told me that it had been there for years, and I didn't know that. Now I'm like, now I feel like I'm, you know, part of the Chicago class that wishes that they didn't know anymore. You know what I mean? Like I wish I still didn't know about it. See, I thought you were going to say now that you know that it's in Chicago, you thought it was cool. No, <laughs> not at all. It's still lame. You're anti rat hole. I, I mean, fill it up with pennies. That's cool. Okay, you know See, that no, kind no, of stuff. No, no, no. don't just because I destroyed like, I like that. Vegas Hall in a debate. Just stand your ground. <laughs> Stay. I don't mind that part, but like rat hole thing. Like, okay, getting married in it. It's funny. I get it. All right. right? So, so people don't. For anyone who doesn't know, whiteboard. 
Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, in Roscoe Village on a sidewalk. Give me the streets, though. It's on Roscoe. It's, oh, it's on Roscoe, on Roscoe Boulevard. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's right by um, Four Moon Tavern. Okay. Uh, 1847 West Roscoe. Because their owner, because pe- neighbors are complaining that it's become this like cult phenomenon because people are showing up because basically it's it's a it's a outline of a rat it's like it's like a rat pothole in the in the sidewalk and it went viral on some comedians tiktok or instagram or whatever and that made it very popular and now it's like a little tourist attraction and people are going by and block club chicago has an incredible article about this because people are now bitching and moaning that it's getting too popular and that too many people are coming by and they're leaving cheese on the ground. Yeah. They're, they're putting money in it. Uh, there was weed left there. There was uh, like hard drugs left there. There, there was, was a vial of testosterone for some reason. That's very strange. Vial of testosterone. I don't understand that. There was some malort that was left there, which is which makes perfect sense. Uh, and then... So now neighbors are like, oh, now we've got to, you know, people in the garden units don't have privacy anymore, and they've got to clean up the stuff that is left. Right, right, exactly. You live in Chicago, right? You live live in a garden unit on on Roscoe, east of Damon. Yes, you're going to deal with nonsense between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And this is an extra level of nonsense. Okay, but I'd argue there shouldn't be rat hole activities happening between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Call your association then. And tell them to fix it and stop being about it. Bit- bitching is worse. You can say bitching. Okay, I you just, can say that. I, no, you can say bitching. Thank you. Texter saying that Bernstein's already done a bit about this and it's proven to be a squirrel. Don't care. Yeah, no, people are calling it a squirrel. People, are, it doesn't matter. It's, no, it's no, a rodent. No, no, no. It's a rodent. Shut up, dorks. It's yeah, yeah, a rodent. Yeah. No, no, no. That guy's not from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not the point. Okay, not the point. Not the point. Okay. The point is this. The point is, is that we are apparently so starved for things to do <laughs> that. Someone proposed at the rat hole, and then someone else got married at the rat hole yeah. in the last, like, week. I, what's weirder, the proposal site or the marriage site? The marriage is funny because it's a pop-up, and it's a thing, and it's comical. Okay, so the marriage happened, a little context, Blocko put this out there. One guy, it was a, it was a, a two men that got married. One of them called his husband the rattiest husband ever, and then the rat hole thing was discovered, and they're like, oh, "Terrible man. backstory." And they were, lo- it, I mean, it's horrible. They yeah. were looking for a weird, uh, eclectic venue. Right. Yes, yeah, called the wedding planner. They're right. like, "Hey, weird wow. thing call, for you." Called the who? The, the wedding planner. <laughs> that, 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 wow. is, that is what it said. Yeah, I was surprised by that. This wedding was classy enough to have a wedding planner, but not classy enough. That they were able to do the venue on a sidewalk by the rat hole. Did they get the re- Did they get the refund from the original location? The deposit. They hadn't picked one yet. Thank the Lord. Oh my God! What procrastinators? <laughs> it was a pigeonhole. They were gonna They were gonna get married in. Right. And they're like, oh, it's too common. We gotta go. Yeah. We gotta be the first people at the rat so hole. So again, the, the the marriage is not an issue for me. It's the proposal. You know. I don't know. I I. I I'm sorry. I'm going to need to follow up there. What? What? I, why, why is one well, again, no, I think, okay? Again, I think the marriage is comical. Weird. I think the marriage is comical. You can say, "Hey, let's do it here." That's funny. Okay, cool. The the, the marriage proposal. The person that's that was waiting for their proposal in their mind, growing up their entire life, probably had something different in their mind. You know, I don't right. want to say woman or man because we don't care, right? But whoever it is that's getting proposed to probably envisions something different. This is how I like to think about it. 
It was a couple that they're like kind of grasping at straws. Like we we we've been super together hipster. For, it, that, well, she that doesn't too, she doesn't shave her armpits. Probably He's not out here. Right, Gross. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started on that, dude. Hinge. <laughs> they're filled with that on Hinge. <laughs> Put your arms down. So, it, 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 her choice though. But it's this, the way I envision it is, it's this couple that, like, we've been together eight, nine years. We probably should get married. We don't really want to get married. And then they come together when they see the first tweet about the rat hole. And for some reason, they find this universal shared love of the phenomenon that is the rat hole. And she's like, I'm in in love with you again. Like, we have a a shared interest. This is our shared interest. And things, the stars just kind of realigned. They're, they're, they're from Minneapolis, the people that proposed. Of course they are. Minneapolis <laughs> residents Molly Widstrom <laughs> and Mike, Michael Obler planned a trip to Chicago this weekend, oh, so they knew they had to check out the infamous rat hole. Again, this is from Block Club. There, inches away from the rodent-shaped indentation, Obler dropped to one knee Saturday and popped the question in front of 40 bystanders. Widstrom's post of the proposal has over 4 million views and nearly 80,000 likes. Molly, you deserve better. I'll just put it out there right now. You deserve better. You deserve better proposal, better planning. You're in Chicago, coming from Minnesota, and the best place you could pick out. Well, that was the other thing. And then the the gay couple who got married and then decided to do it at the the rat hole, they were like, we wanted to do it at a Chicago landmark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were like, we were, th- I mean, where's the quote? They were, they were, they were thinking uh, they considered spots. Guys, I don't like, think that's how it works. <laughs> dude, they can, they considered spots like the bean and the Pritzker pavilion before deciding on the rat hole nine days before the wedding. Well, let me see. Uh, these architectural gems that they show on national TV every time there's a sporting event and an event in Chicago or a uh, indentation yeah. of a rat in a sidewalk. Don't need a permit in front of the rat hole. That's for certain. Don't need a permit in front of the rat hole. Yeah. All right. Save some money on the paperwork. Pop up. Kind of just. Pop up wedding. Be the first. That's cool. I, I guess. What's the. So what is the weirdest detail that a local bar has seen business noticeably uptick? Which one? Commonwealth? I love Commonwealth. Is that the one that's, no, that's noting it? No, the uh, Four Moon Tavern, right? Yeah, the, oh, yeah Four, four no Moon Tavern. Game, but now they will be. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah, see what I did there? Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, I miss Ellen. Good job. Because uh, the guy who owns Four Moon Tavern had the great quote because he was saying, like, they asked him, like, what do you think of the neighbors who are complaining about. He doesn't care. No, of course he doesn't care because he's seeing more business. But he said, he had a great quote. He said, it's not going to last forever. Pretty soon someone's dog is going to look like Abraham Lincoln and we're all going to pay attention to that. Weird stuff happens. I can't explain it. That's a great quote. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a stupid rat in a sidewalk. It's been here for two decades. that guy's from Chicago. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That guy's from Chicago. That is the coolest guy in this whole story. He's like, I'm not going to complain. My bar is seeing more business. I don't care why my bar is seeing more business, but eventually our stupid society is going to move on to something else. Jeez. We should also try trapping more rats in cement. Leave more wet cement around, and we might have less of a rat problem. My thing is, like, when the rat was there and the guy, like, let's say if that's the case, right, Shane? He, he laid the wet cement. Yeah. The rat's there. Somebody wakes up in the morning. Yeah, who's the one to remove the <laughs> like rat? The, just the whole thing. <laughs> the whole scenario, like you walk out, you see the rat in the mud. Usually it's some hands and a print, and you get an actual rat because he didn't move. Well, yeah, it's wild because if it were an animal, you would see the animal prints around it, right? <laughs> so it was like it had to have been a human that picked it up from above. Oh, man. oh, okay. So new angle. 
Did someone put a dead rat now we're in the wet cement? Now we're talking. To, like, it, so, all right, we're digging deep on this. Yeah. Hell yeah. We got to find the guy who put the dead rat in the wet cement. Did anyone move out of the building that month when it was <laughs> the rent was due and maybe that was their way of payback? See? Yeah, dude, I'm going to screw you over, you stupid landlord. I'm going to damage city property. <laughs> Is Scabby the rat somehow involved in this? The blow-up rat that uh, unions use? It's a good one. Scabby? It's a good one. Someone called it Splatatouille, which is kind of funny. It's a good one. It's a good one. I like that. The Lincoln squirrel. A texter says, I live 100 feet from said rat hole. There was a line for two blocks this past weekend. Okay. Supposedly in the middle of the night the other night, a group of people had a satanic ritual to try to bring the rat back to life. That can't be true. I mean, I don't know why you'd lie about that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, another good call here, 773. An owl or a falcon of some sort could have accidentally dropped the rat. That's a really good call, 773. Yeah, that is probably what happened. Solid. Dropped the rat into the cement. Also, the, the guy that just that got married there finally texted me back like five minutes ago, and I gave him the number for the hotline, and he hasn't responded yet. They're talking about you on 670, bro. Yeah, it might be it. Dude, it's just, it's just so wild to me, man. That is just a very interesting thing. Is it the people that find it interesting? It's all or of the it. Phenom- it's, it's all Every part of it's crazy to yeah. me. Like, okay, so you see a viral thing on TikTok, but you're so interested in viral things that you go to it to see it. But it's a rat outline in cement that's been there for two decades. And now you leave pieces of cheese by it, and you take pictures by it. Tell me, Iowa, it, it, Iowans, Wisconsinians... Minnesotans. You think this is just the this is a, just a new tourist attraction for Chicago? This is these are not Chicagoans. These are out of towners that have the internet. Tanny, your group your group chat's going crazy about about this. Uh, mine is not. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm just, got, mine is not. Mine is <laughs> mainly because. Well, actually, it is the only group chat I'm in. I think is, is the, this the one, Parker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, maybe I need better group chats. But yeah, I'm I'm content. I get I get my news from the monitor in the elevator, and I'm content with that. I, so I didn't even know about this until the segment started. Okay, fair enough. Good production leading into it, though. Thank you. I this I, the, the block club piece on it is thorough. They do a great job. They do a great job. Like that is some serious. Like talk about the power of local journalism. I learned like twenty five things about the rat hole in that block in that block club piece. So, I think this is a quintessential Chicago story, man. And partly because, yes, it attracts out-of-towners to come. Yeah, okay, we don't have Broadway. We don't have Central Park. Yeah, 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 but check this out. But we got got the rattle. We should put it on our, like, Bears bingo for next year. Because isn't Chicago? They'll show deep dish, Italian beef, the rat hole. hole. Let's put three of them together. Let's go rat hole. Let's go Humboldt Park Lagoon, Chance the Snapper. And then let's go smiley face killer who's killing all the college days white men, dumping them in the river. Which that's, one do you want real. more associated? Those are our three biggest ones as of late. I I I think the killer thing with the lake, because I mean that's like a real story though. Yeah. That's but why so I think it would be so cool because if it was real. Like a lot of people think it. But if it actually came out to be real, and then all these years we're all just like thinking, oh man, there's lakes just eating people up. (laughs) And then you're like, no, there was a crazed man in Chicago. Yeah, it's a murderer. Yeah, it's a murderer. Shocking. (laughs) He did it for decades. Right. It's terrible. Terrible. A lot of people died. It was real, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's more between Chance the Snapper and Splatatouille. What what is the more Chicago story? I think Chance. Yeah, I think the alligator for sure. 
Nah. Because we had then we had uh, uh, Rob, what's his face, the, the guy who they flew in from Florida to catch it to, to catch him when our local alligator catcher could not get him, right? Because <laughs> he didn't have a lot of practice, right? We had to Im- we had to Im- we had to import, <laughs> we had to import. What was his name? Rob? It was he, it was two B's? Maybe that was his last name. Frank Rob, Rob, Rob the al- alligator catcher. I think it was Frank Rob. And then when he was here, he found his he found a woman to marry. What? Yeah, yeah. Frank Rob, alligator Rob. Did they get married at the rattle? They, they did not get married at the rat hole, but okay. when he was here Lagoon? doing his press conferences, like, hey, this is our hero that caught Chance the Snapper. He met a woman, and they got yeah. married. It's probably a Boricua from Humble Park. Thought he was sexy. I'm, out there doing I, I'm sticking with Splatatui. You can't. That's still, that low. No, it, it, it disrupts the neighborhood too much. I would agree. If I, I mean, Roscoe Village is a gem. It's great. <laughs> no, just I mean, I went to Lane Tech. It's right there. I, I, who cares? Give them more rat holes. No, they're doing all right up there. <laughs> yeah, they're doing fine. <laughs> they're doing all right. All right. Well, I'm sorry to everybody. You don't want a devil. You don't want devil in the a devil in the white city part two. You don't want there to be. I'm not saying I don't want it. That well, sounds fun to me. Sounds fun. To you. <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> sounds cool. A little risky, you know. <laughs> you never to live, live dangerously. I like to walk down Michigan Avenue. Maybe not anymore. I don't know. You know, it's just. <laughs> all right. All right. Well. We've now covered the rat hole and done our due diligence. You're welcome. But if someone got married there and wants to call in, we will talk to you and examine your life choices and other things that you've made big decisions on. There is a lot of anger. I don't know how Bears fans are going to survive the next couple of months, Gabe. It's uh, Parkinson Spiegel on the screen. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Are you kidding me? Tune in to Twitch. Afternoons on the score. Frustrated Bears may be thinking... What makes him think he's going to get it right this time? Bears fans are saying, really? So, I've been, you know, a Bears fan observer, obviously, my whole life. But not not here covering it publicly with a forum, like interacting with Bears fans, really pre-working at the score. Because I worked in different markets. But I've been here through some pretty polarizing things. I've been here through the drafting of Mitch Trubisky. I've uh, been here through Matt Nagy. been here through the double doink. I, I don't feel like Bears fans were this split, polarized, angry at any point in the last seven years, including like 10 weeks ago. This is maybe purely anecdotal, but with Fields finishing strong and Bears fans chanting his name at Soldier Field, and then a lot of people locally and nationally saying, yeah, that's great, but it's not good enough. They're going to draft Caleb. And that like disconnect of, wait, I've been burned by Mitch. I've been burned by, you know, Kate. I've been burned by Rex. This guy is exciting, likable, fun, and good and clearly getting better. And the Bears have done everything in their power to Bears him up, and he's overcoming it. You're telling me we're not going to go down this path? I bought his jersey. He's, it's making like, like they, the, the score sent out the clip of me saying, like, you know, Bowers actually could be a good fit for Shane Waldron. And people are just so mad at me. <laughs> Wait, wait. For for, suge- for suggesting it, it's like it is just it's like everything. If if you don't say like exactly what people like, I think, and I'm sure if I would have said Rome Dunze, it would have been the same thing. Is my point. I think that people are right now are just so charged up 
over the quarterback thing. And I know that the internet is always toxic, so I'm not pretending to be naive about that. But I think that right now Bears fans are strung out on like five cups of coffee <laughs> at all at all times. I, I we're like a totally innocuous like I, I just think that like he's really good and like that might be like what what Cole Komet is good. I'm like, dude, I said. Do you think Lou Getze is good? I, I'm, like, I'm like, I said, I said, play him with Cole Komet. Have multiple tight ends, like Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. Man, like, you know, do do the dual tight end thing with different skill sets. He's more of a receiver. Uh, all, all that stuff. So I don't know. It there's going to be some some civil wars in in Bears fandom conversations over the next whatever it is, 90 days until the draft. Bears fans are looking at the quarterback position and trying to say to themselves, hey, when have I seen this before? And then if I, we were to fix a couple of things, could what I'm seeing be even better? And, and I understand that. I get it. I think, I think the one thing that people aren't taking into the equation when having the debate is the fact that the Bears do have the number one pick, right? We are not debating. We are not. If the Bears didn't have the number one pick and it was just number nine, we would not then be saying, should we trade up or should we get Michael Penix Jr., right? The conversation would be, Justin Fields is good enough. We can get a guy like Brock Bowers or Roma Dunze at, at number nine. That would be the conversation. But but, but to, to, to not take into consideration the fact that the number one pick exists is just silly to not to not factor that in, right? And then it's then it's therefore it's 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 Justin Fields is better than every single college quarterback that will ever come out in the draft from here until eternity, right? Because that's the argument. I, I just I genuinely think both paths can lead to a winner. I just think one path is the higher ceiling, longer sustainable path, and it's the one I want them to choose because it, I think it's the cleaner path to greatness at the most important position and all of that. So like I. I firmly believe that that's what they're going to do, and I will be disappointed if they don't. I just – I people are acting like one is a bad path and the other is a good yeah, path, yeah. when I think that there are degrees of good here. <laughs> but like if you tr- – if you have – I mean, listen, there's – I love the draft. I love the NFL offseason. If they trade the number one pick and have two first-round picks for the next three drafts, that's going to make for some pretty exciting March and April – Sports talk radio around here, like previewing three drafts with two first round picks. That's going to be really, really exciting. But I personally would rather have one first round pick for the next few years to be adding to a Caleb Williams led offense uh, than than the alternative. But the anger and vitriol, man, <laughs> like just buckle up because if Brock Bowers upsets you, you're going to hear some wild things from people. Over the next three months, you had one of the great analogies of this situation off air. And I was like, have you, have you said that on air? And you're like, no, I don't think so. I just came up with that. Really, really good. So I'm going to tee you up for that before we talk to John Morosi in about 25 minutes. It's Parkinson Spiegel. He's Gabe Ramirez. This is the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.